Acting Up with Jamie Crick. Hello and welcome to the show that brings you the inside track on theatre with performance, backstage interviews, our people's vote and as ever, we head to Joe Allen's for a bit of chat with the team there. So it's beginners please and time for a bit of magic. Kerry Ellis is here and opening her spell book she finds a magic lamp. Oh, I love that. Hello, hello. Uh, It's wonderful to be here again and our very special guest this week is the wonderful Matt Croak who we'll be talking to a little bit later. Hi, Matt. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And Johnny Bunyan. Oh, you've been lurking around the streets. <laughs> you like a bit of lurking? You lurked a bit. Well, yes, I do. Absolutely. I have been lurking on the streets because, as always, I've been out and about to speak to the wider listening community about what they've been seeing at the theatre in the wake, of course, of this week's What's on Stage Awards. We're also going to be talking to the rather delightful Benji Hay. He is marketing manager at JHI. He's going to be telling me all about what he gets up to in his role. And later we talk about stranger things that have happened at the theatre with the Joe Allen team. So, hello. How was the week? You've got a bit of a cold. Hello, hello. I've got a bit of a cold. It's so boring. You were husky last week, weren't you? Which you thought was hay fever, but but maybe it was a cold. Husky is good because it's a bit kind of sexy, but cold is just not funny at all. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm still touring, still running around the country with Calabria, which is so much fun. And just on that, just quickly, because I think listeners would be fascinated. When you've got a cold as a singer... What the heck do you do? Do the thongs it's pretty important, isn't it? Do the thongs all sound a bit like that. You know what? It's actually it's not so bad when you're when you're touring in a concert because you can kind of tell the audience if you're doing a musical exactly. and you're in the show and you kind of have to go. You have to just get on with it. You can't say, "Oh, I've got a cold." But on tour, I can kind of go out and go, "Listen, guys, I've got a cold. You're going to have to sing along with me," and they love it. Oh, so I'm yeah. doing big sing alongs at yeah. the moment. But do you have to rein it in a bit vocally or not? Well. Well, I, <laughs> I, we were in Middlesbrough last night and I did go out and say, listen, I'm going to Bonnie Tyler it up for you and we're going to just rock it out. And they loved it. They were mad. Oh, right. Brilliant. Oh, Amazing. <laughs> Bonnie, where are you? Bonnie? <laughs> this is the studio. Well, well, from the streets of Sheffield to Agrabah, Matt Croke. <laughs> that was a good link. What <laughs> are I love that. I love that. word in <laughs> I love it. <laughs> studied at uh, drama school, toured in various productions uh, before coming to play Aladdin in the Disney production at the uh, Prince Edward Theatre. Uh, started dancing at five, has also been in Chicago for a couple of years and Wicked, where he was understudy to Fierro, and he's with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good research Hello. there. There we are. Yeah. Dancing <laughs> at five. I mean, yeah. obviously, there was... What was the magic of theatre? So I've got to do magic one more time because okay? <laughs> it's Aladdin. Uh, but that got you, you know, into it, that made you think, at five years old, I want to do this. Yeah, well, I. it was one of them things I... Um, went to dancing class because my sister went and my mum was going there every week dropping her off and I was just going with my mum and then I thought one day I'll join in and then I did and then I left and then I went back and then I left and went back and then I stuck to it because I started to do really quite well in it and I found that it was something that I was quite good at so I kind of stuck to it and um, yeah here we are today Does your sister still perform then? Does she follow it at all? Or Well she, yeah she went to train at Doring Birds mm. and had a dancing career for about five years fell in love with teaching and um, actually now we both have our school together in Sheffield oh, the RMC amazing. Academy of Theatre Performance that's RMC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go and Do you go and teach there? As, as much as I can I mean you know in a show I get one, one day off and that's a Sunday so at least I would say one Sunday a month I'm up there with whatever needs to be done with any kids that we have we do lots of festivals exams shows so, so if good. there's anything that needs doing on a Sunday, I will do it. And um, yeah, there's always something that I can. So what's the? Le- I'm interested. What's the leap from starting off going with your mum and your sister yeah. and doing a bit of dancing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously you're now you know major lead in a major West End show. Mm-hmm. So there must have been a turning point where you thought, well, I'm, I'm going to 
go and do this. Yeah, I think I fell in love with it because I was doing quite well at it at festivals and things and, and dancing competitions. And, and at 16 is when I left and went to theatre school. So I was still really young. And to be honest, in my first job, which was Grease, the musical in the West End of the Piccadilly Theatre, I realised very quickly in that show that it was more the singing and the acting that I, that I had my passion. My mm. passion fell. The dancing had always been there and I'm very grateful to have done it and I still do love it. But my passion, I realised then, was to go into singing and acting. So... Yeah, I kind of concentrated more on that throughout my career, and now I'm Aladdin. <laughs> but you did say earlier to me that Aladdin is a role which actually has still a heck of a lot of dancing in it. Yeah, for a principal role, I am getting in there with the ensemble and doing a good few counts of eight and loving life. So, because <laughs> there's a lot, there's a fair amount of uh, leaping around. It's like Fiero who does that jump. Mm. Which, whenever yeah. you're watching Wicked, those white trousers. When, when, yes, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> extremely extremely tight, white trousers. <laughs> but yeah. I was watching Wicked, and there's that moment where you think, oh, he's not, not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Oh, he's fine. That's fine. No, I'm more worried about the trousers splitting open. (laughs) Did you not have that worry? They're they're stretchier than they look. Okay. He's playing the role, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kerry, staring into the corner of the room, eyes. I've had many a Fiero. Oh, hello. (laughs) Goodness me. Well, no, but you, but that's you know that's a role that has to be. You have to be able to move. You know, Mm. it's very important. Yeah. We actually went to the well, not at the same time, but we went to the same college. Oh, really? And uh, and trained at the same place, and then. I actually remember, I don't know if you can remember this, but we did a concert somewhere. Valdunican. I do remember. That's it. What, sorry, a Valdunican concert, or was he there? No, he was there. He was there. Yeah, Yeah, he was there. To some people listening, Val Dunican was a bloke who was very famous on, like, telly. (laughs) And a a singer, sort of, he was like a British crooner. Was he Irish? Wasn't he? And uh, and he would appear on TV at Christmas time in a comfy jumper, yeah, mm. we and, did. and sing comfy songs. But he was a really big sort of star. He yeah. was a huge, and it was I think it was a might have even been the Palladium or, or somewhere Palladium, like that. Yeah. And I have vivid memories of talking to you backstage and talking about the industry. I think you were still in college and going, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And and then you know I was going, it's it's fantastic. You're going to be brilliant. And then all of a sudden you're like out there doing leads and playing amazing shows. It's, yeah, it's, awesome. it's gone so quick. I mean, for me. I, one of my memories of working with Kerry was in Wicked. So I did Wicked. I've done Wicked twice now, and um, the first year I did it, I was a flying monkey going around, being crazy, and doing loads of backflips everywhere. And then, um, but I do remember there was a specific moment. And since playing Aladdin as well, just to kind of drift off for a second, I, I really, really appreciate even more so than ever what it does take to take on a principal role eight shows a week. And I think you only ever really learn that when you are doing it. Mm. And she might not remember this moment, but it was a real special moment for me. Oh, At no. my every day when we did Wicked together, there was a very small moment when I saw Kerry and. When playing Alpha or any kind of principal role, you you don't really get to see many people during the show because you're on stage most of the time. And you came into like wing one, stage left, and I was there in my Ozzy's ballroom costume in this long skirt that I actually wasn't a big fan of. Um, and uh, there was a moment of me waiting to go on to dance, and you were going on in between scenes, and we just had a really little chat. And she was always so lovely, and was like, "All right, Matt, how's it going? Yeah, I'm really good." And she was like, green paint, sweating down her face, yeah. and then run, and running back on. And, and I really really valued that very. Small mm. kind of Aww. few seconds with Kerry Gee, because she was so inspiring to watch. Eight shows a week, I used to watch Wizard of Eye, Wizard oh. and I, every single yeah. show, and think, oh my god, how's she doing it? Oh, that's I'm thrilled. I'm there quite taken by that. Did. Thank you. No, something that I've always remembered. So Aww. yeah, I wanted to kind of. Um, make sure now, do I said, you do that with Aladdin? Do do what? Kind of have special moments with well, chatting yeah. people. Oh god, yeah. The, the, um, in Act One, there's a. I have maybe 
three to five minutes break when I'm backstage and I always go downstairs into what we call the bunker, like the wardrobe village kind of thing, go and see everybody and make sure I have a good laugh and a quick catch up with everyone. And obviously we have time in the building to kind of spend time with people. But during the show, I mean, there's people in the show that I've known for years as well that I've got a chance to work with now. So it's always good it's fun. Good. It's just it's really hard work as well. You've just released your, is it your first album? Yeah, how weird is that? That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about that. Why now? Why you chose, you know, some of the songs? And- yeah. And how did it come about? Well, it came about, so the idea was always there, and I'll keep going back to it, but it was wicked when I used to walk past the front of house and see Ollie Thompson's album, Front <laughs> of House. And that kind of stuck with me. And then I suppose throughout my career, I've been doing lots of different shows and understudying and never really had the opportunity to have that kind of platform to to do that kind of thing. And I did Aladdin for the first year and then went into my second contract. And um, I believe you know him, my really good mate and musical director, Alan Williams. I kind of just had this idea and I went forward to him and said what do you think? Like, you know, have you got time to help me out? And he was really up for the idea. And um, really, really luckily, so many people in the orchestra helped me out. So they kind of played on the album. Alan had this gap in his calendar, which is very rare, like uh, two months, or even one month. And he got his head down. He orchestrated and arranged all the tracks on there. Lovely. And in the end, I literally just turned up and sang the songs. Wow. And here it is. That's yeah. so nice, it's isn't it? It's beautiful. I, I listened to it because you're going to come and join me at the Stables on yes, Sunday, which wait. I'm very excited about. Yeah. So I listened to your album and it was just... It's magical. I know it's cliche because you're, you know, in Aladdin, but it's magical. <laughs> it's just, it kind of takes you on a journey and it's got some, just some lovely songs on there. And then you end with um, Goodbye, which mm-hmm. is just, a, it's just a really nice put together album. And I, I hope it's really successful for you because it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. The tracks that we chose were some of my favourites, some kind of going into my career, Singing in the Rain, West Side Story, I, I performed Singing in the Rain on the album and Something's Coming and other things that Alan gave me that I'd never heard of, actually the song am I allowed to say that I'm going to sing what I'm going to sing? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sing um, I'm going to sing uh, Beautiful City at Kerry's um, gig on Sunday and I had never heard that song and it's from Godspell and I fell in love with it, I remember listening to it on the way to work every day on the tube and literally thinking, oh yeah this needs to go on the album and I loved it and mm. it's on there Put, So Point of order, so you get the tube to work mm. yeah. You leave the carpet <laughs> I fly home because if you think about it, I, 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 the carpet doesn't exist when I get to work. No, yeah. Yeah. I, only know, I only know about it when I, when I finish work. Um, okay. Matt, I was going to ask you uh, the show every week we ask the audience to get in touch with stories of, of their experiences in theatre. And I'd just love to know because obviously Aladdin is a busy show, lots of tech. Have you got any tidbits of stories that happen, has happened to you, things that might not have gone according to plan in the show that you can tell us about? Um, well, as it's Disney magic, anything r- very rarely goes wrong. However, there have been times that I have been definitely been floating on the carpet and not flying. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, a, a few things like that. Because yeah. we did talk about <laughs> the, the lamp not turning up yeah. where it should be at uh, one stage. Yeah, I've, I've, I've exited the stage and come on in a different wing before with the lamp. I found it in part of the cave that the audience couldn't see. Um, <laughs> or down, down in the kitchen, somebody making a cup of tea. You know, yeah. So. Um, and actually, when I become the prince, so um, I asked, uh, my first wish is, Aladdin's first wish is to become a prince, and the genie turns him into one, and the audience may have seen some part of the prince before the wish was granted. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. I'll that. leave that with you. Yeah. 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 Very good. So let's, let's ask you, we've got a, a list of questions we'd like to ask people, um, and uh, let's start with um, best role, would it be Aladdin, or...? I mean, 
we all know, especially Kerry, like you get these roles and, and, and they're also special in different ways. Aladdin has changed my life and I am so grateful. Even to this day, I see pictures on the tube and I'm like walking to work and the, the big picture outside the theatre, I'm literally still pinching myself. I cannot believe it. However, the roles that I have understood in the last kind of 11, 12 years of my career, I've still got really special things to me. So I don't think I've got one favourite. Mm. They all mean different things. Yeah. How about favourite song? In Aladdin or? Oh, no, just in general. Maria from West Side Story. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, good one. Okay. Good yeah. Song. Yeah, if I had to pick one right now, definitely that, yeah. Best co star? Carrie Ellis. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Worst co star? No, I bet not. You know, she one. talks to you backstage and everything. I she's, do. she's dead nice backstage. <laughs> she's great. You must get lots of gifts, obviously, coming out the stage door. What's your best fan gift? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love this. Question. I've been given um, handmade, tiny version of me as Aladdin and it and there's a string on it and it moves and the, 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 like the, a puppet the, almost yeah it's on my Instagram check it out oh um, um, it, 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 and it looks like me it's my headshot and it's so well painted it's actually like my headshot on, on oh Aladdin's God. body and, and Abu is on my shoulder I <laughs> love that and it's in my dressing room and I look at it every day yeah that's that so is amazing good. that's very personal isn't it God, yeah I love be, it that'd be some Aubrey wallet doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> which is the answer oh, we had oh I saw that from Ben Forster yeah exactly I had a slightly different response to that I mean I'm happy to to receive that if there's anyone out there but uh, no my, my, I'm very happy my other brands well. are available what about a uh, bit of vino do you like red or white do you drink well, I get a chance to drink much wine mm. well Sunday if, if a Sunday is free maybe but I've got to say I'm more of a beer man a beer oh, very yeah. good yeah. very, very yeah. good lager it lasts or, longer lager or the, um, or the the real stuff <laughs> I'm not fussy I love a pint of Just lager or I love a pint right? of the real stuff yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. and what about uh, pizza or salad oh pizza oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah night in Box set or go out in the town with mates and so on. Mm, when you get Netflix and chill, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note, you got married last Lucky year. Lucky life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did get married last year to my beautiful wife Nicola. Yeah. Oh, who, makes, who made your protein shake this morning? She made my protein shake this morning. She's not she always made pizza. my tea last night as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, the next kind of um, big big thing, obviously Aladdin, and you've done the album, mm-hmm. um, and you're at uh, the stables of Wavendon as well. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. famous stables of Wavendon. Famous with, stables, yes. With Kevin. Well, because it is actually, it's a lovely, lovely place oh, it's gorgeous. to go. Just such yeah. a nice venue. And it's the place where Cleo Lane and Johnny Dankworth created this uh, art centre. Isn't it? I didn't know that. You see, I learn no, something new every day. Right. I love it though. It's such a unique venue. Mm. It's almost hidden, and people don't really know that it's there. And and I've played it once, and I fell in love with it. And mm. it's just got a real great atmosphere. It's intimate, but the stage is kind of in the middle, and and the audience are like seated right round you. I'm kind of acting it out, but not that you can see it. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I can't wait. It's just going to be, it's going to be great. It is fantastic. If you want a really intimate, wonderful night at the theatre with two of the stars, West End, two West End stars, then you can. Um, go along to stables at Wavendon this weekend. You've got the album as well, Matt. You've yeah. got, obviously, Aladdin. I mean, the final question, I suppose, for me would be, where next? Do you worry about that, or do you think...? It's always a worry, I think, because in this industry, our jobs always come to an end. Whatever that next thing is, I'm, I'm really excited. Aladdin has given me so many opportunities, and I'm loving life still till the 31st of August, Prince Edward Theatre. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, very excited for whatever it is, really. The film. <laughs> Aladdin the film yeah, well yeah. the movie yeah of course <laughs> it's been great having you here thank you very yeah, much thank, thank you, you. So thanks much. for having me cheers <laughs>
What a lovely bloke. Oh, he's really so nice. nice. He's lovely. Yeah, it's so nice. Very humble, isn't he? Which is nice, isn't it? To it's see funny that. when you remember somebody, though, from, like, college and when he was just a baby. And now, he, and he, when he said he's been around for 12 years yeah. doing shows, I was like, hang on a minute, you've, sort of, you've just left college. No. But, it's, but he's also, the other thing about him is, I was c- coming through the tube and his face is there with Trevor right. Dion Nicholas on, on, the, on the tube. And he walks in the, the building and you go, it's that bloke from Aladdin. Yeah, it's Aladdin, you know, yeah. I mean, it really is. It it's is. Aladdin. Do you know what? It's been nine weeks and I haven't told the story very quickly because it, it features very nice into what Matt was saying about Carrie. My first job in London when I was 21 was an usher on Wicked and I was in the very first cast. Carrie was obviously in there but she wasn't on for the first few months because of Bidini Menzel. She was always at the back of the theatre in the auditorium practising and she was the nicest person to all of us staff. We absolutely Aww. loved her. Aww. So when you did go on, because I remember, I remember so clearly you went on at the end of Act 1 did Find Gravity because Adina came off and it was so dramatic. Everyone was like, Carrie's going on, Carrie's going on, Carrie's going on. Very dramatic. And we all, the entire staff just <laughs> Launch and sons of Peter to us. It was so Aww. sportive. So yeah, you're amazing. So that that story is just spot on. So oh, love for me amazing. today. I'm feeling love. I just wanted to say that. I've had to invent something like you made. I made you a cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> <laughs> years ago, and you were no, so you are, you are. She was so nice. She paid for it and everything. It's all about being nice. I was just a barista, and then Carrie Ellis came. Sorry. All right. So she won't go out the door with a big hand. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the news this weekend. It really mm. is all about awards because uh, What's On Stage Awards uh, were held at the weekend and some really, really um, terrific awards and great recognition across theatre. I mean, when you think of uh, Vanessa Redgrave getting an award, Aidan Turner as well, and actually regional theatre with Madness of King George winning there um, for a Best Play Revival at the Nottingham Playhouse. I mean, it's really interesting because, as we know, it's voted for by people who go to the theatre uh, to see what they chose. Exactly. And I have to say, it's as you say, it's a really lovely mix across the board. Particularly nice that actually Hamilton didn't necessarily dominate the awards. Yeah, which great. was a bit of a worry for some people. It was, absolutely. It was just great that Jamil Westman, uh, Best Actor in a Musical, Carrie Hope Fletcher, really well deserved for her mm. on Heather. She was Best Actor in a Musical. But I love the fact that Six also got a look in because they had lots of nominations and uh, they did really well with their Best Off West End show so it's or Best Off West End production I should say so it's, it's lovely isn't it yeah, nice and mix it, and like I think it was good that you say there wasn't a specific show dominating them because sometimes that can happen at the What's On Stage Awards and, and literally one show will just get everything and sometimes that's great but it's nice when it you know everybody gets a bit of a, of a nod and I think it was great although it's really nice to see that Best West End show was like I was about to say my, <laughs> my, my uh, miserable our favourite Men- <laughs> mentioned for this uh, week <laughs> I think George needs to create like a little jingle for Les Mis. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go, it's uh, Les Mis time. Uh, but it is, of course, that, that, that's it for that um, production which we've been talking about. So it's actually won Best West End Show in its current form for the last time. Which is wonderful. It's crazy, we isn't it? It's absolutely show. amazing. But of course, um, what's the stage of Sunday? Well, a great, great time. But actually, the uh, Olivier Awards nominations are, came out yesterday. So yes. it's from one awards to so another. Now, now, the Watson Stage Awards, of course, are the ones chosen by the public. And it's a terrific night out and everyone has a great time and of course I think a lot of people in theatre love to get the award because they know that people have made the effort to vote for it. This is the awards that are judged by a panel of experts, people in the industry and uh, they are uh, what you might call the most senior awards in uh, (laughs) British theatre to a certain extent because of their longevity and who's involved in in choosing who wins what. I have to say, it, the stakes are definitely higher when it comes to Livet Awards. And actually, the whole atmosphere is kind of just a bit more, oh, my God, this is the big one. And, Carrie, obviously, you've been 
at the forefront of Olivia Awards many, many times. I've not got one yet. No. <laughs> What's it like it's to be nominated? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it haven't been nominated either. Have you not? No. Oh, God. Sorry for that. No, your tragic. No, but I have been along for a few years and I've been involved in. I, I sang with Barry Manilow at the mm. Olivier Awards. I'll just drop that one in. Of um, and I've presented a few awards and it, it does have that glamour. It has that kind of. that just excitement about it and that elegance about it. And it's just a wonderful evening. And. I went on social media to see who was nominated and it was just brilliant to see that Come From Away has been so supported and the Best Actress in a Musical category is monstrous. I I actually texted Rachel Tucker this morning and just said, I'm so thrilled for you and she texted me back saying, well, it's a win-win. You know, I'm over the moon to be nominated and then to be in a category with Patti Lapone is just unreal. Mm. And I think the nominations are brilliant. I think it's really nice across the board and it's quite varied and yeah, it's exciting. And uh, so you were there with Barry Manilow performing. I was. I, I sang uh, "Look to the Rainbow" yeah. with Barry. Manilow. Was that quite nerve-wracking? Was it? Uh, there's something like that. Cause it's such a big show. Well, do, do you know Barry tells this? Barry tells this marvelous story that when he met Carrie Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Can you imagine. I tell you what, though. I remember meeting him, and we had a little rehearsal. It was in a radio station, actually, and we went upstairs, and he was just in the corner, and he had this amazing like jacket on with a big like glittered skull on the back, and I went in, and he was like. Hi, I'm Barry, and we just like launched into this song, and I was like, "This is one of those moments when yeah. you go, this isn't real, this isn't happening." Because how does that happen? How did how did that collaboration come about in the first place? I don't really know. I I just got a call from my agent saying, you know, the Olivier's would like you to go and sing with Barry, and I, <laughs> I it was so random. I mean, I, I did have to pinch myself a little bit, and it, it 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 is one of those moments in history when I go, "Hang on a minute, I sang with yeah. Barry Manilow." It was mad. It's acting up with Jamie Crick and Carrie Ellis and Johnny Bunyan and uh, your Theatre Week every week. You can download the podcast and give us five stars when you do the review. Okay, five would be nice. Yes, please. <laughs> There's no point in doing three, is there? I mean, and four's just so five close to five. Well. Four's it's like it's like five. it's like hotel four or five star. You're always trying to do five, aren't yeah. you? So, uh, not much in it. <laughs> so, yeah. And we always love to hear from you with your stories about the theatre. Is it a show you've been to see, something that went wrong in a show that you were in or working on? Uh, get in touch right now. It's hello at actinguppod.com. That's the place to send us a message anytime about anything, really. Uh, it's hello at actinguppod.com, though we don't do diagnosis for problems. Indeed. And make sure you follow us on our social <laughs> channels as well. That's Acting Up Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, talking of what's on stage. Yes, talking of what's on stage. We, of course, had lots of close eyes on the awards ceremony, one of which was the lovely Benji Hay. Now, he is a marketing expert guru at JHI Marketing, and uh, he's actually very close to Six the Musical, which you're about to find out. So I began by asking him, how did it go at the What's on Stage Awards? It was a brilliant night. The hosts were phenomenal and really kept the audience going. Vicky Vox was outstanding, to be quite honest. And took you on a roller coaster of emotions from crazy to making you cry basically. There were performances which were all stunning and some great award wins. You know, and you just think, yes, they absolutely deserve that. I had six up for six nominations. We won one of them which we were so excited for. Obviously it would be nice to have won all which six. Which one you won? We won Best Off West End Production. Great. Let's just explain that. So for people that don't quite understand it, Benji obviously looks after a lot of different clients, but particularly uh, pertinent to this conversation, Six the Musical is your baby, that's your show, you've helped it grow, it's, it's, it is a hit. Well, let's talk about the Olivier Award nominations, they came out yesterday. It's a very exciting time for theatre, obviously we've just had lots of stage awards, which are always a good indicator of public opinion, but 
but Olivia Awards, as we know, is all about essentially the industry, uh, and it's a big, big award ceremony. And Six has five nominations. Five nominations, yes, five for Six. So um, the big one, Best New Musical, which is very exciting. Um, the Queens, which are the, the girls in the, the show, they... Um, all got very excited because it means that they get to perform there as well, which is really cool. And they're up against Come From Away, Fun Home and Tina, which is quite nice because it's two British shows. Obviously, Tina's going over to America. Hopefully, six will be soon. And then Fun Home and Come From Away have come over from America. So it's quite nice. And, you know, they're four pretty good shows. I mean, it is an underdog of a show, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast in the fact that seems to be this appetite for new musicals but particularly uh, musicals which can really adapt to a, a big fan base yes. and a, a, a sort of almost obsessive fan base because we've had Heather's a musical we've had Eugenia's totally. and now Six why though do you think that Six has captured the imagination of the critics and the industry as well as the public I mean I think it's kind of hitting the pop culture with the songs you know people who enjoy that kind of music you know it's, it is little mix in a sense kind of music so we've managed to garner that kind of fan base but also it's historical so your parents want to go see it as well and also they'll take their kids so we we're really lucky that we've managed to get that but also it's about female empowerment and a time like this we, we need to have them voices heard and i think it's just hit them three markets perfectly and it is you know hitting certain politics but it's not being political and shoving it in your face it's totally light-hearted it's also up for outstanding achievement in music which is exciting because obviously it's first time writers toby lucy tom and joe and they came from um cambridge arts and that's where well cambridge university and that's where the show, is show born. was born yeah. basically with cumps i didn't swear <laughs> cambridge university musical theater society <laughs> um and then obviously it got picked up by kenny wax andy barnes and george styles of stars and drew and then they've, they've managed to make this this little baby into a hit show yeah you will be there on the 6th of april i'm sure to cheer on yeah, six yep. you are also known amongst some circles as a bit of a fashionista you are <laughs> hashtag one by Benji is, uh, yes, is, is trending as we speak <laughs> but just tell me what your any clues any sort of tidbits you can tell us about your outfit for Olivia I actually haven't got one yet Oh, okay. Um, long. But I do have a weekend free coming up, so <laughs> I'm probably going to go shopping. Last year I wore Vivian Westwood and there were wow. high-waisted trousers. Hello. Uh, yeah. And, so you're, not um, scared, you're not scared of shying away from the kind of traditional black Yeah, white. not at all. Um, I mean, it, it still looked like quite a normal suit, but when you undid the, the, the jacket, you could <laughs> see that I was basically wearing a bit of a corset, um, <laughs> which was nice. I actually have seen an outfit which is corseted and I feel like I might do that Just give us a tease what colour? black black yeah okay, so stay in black yeah it's, keep, well, it's charcoal-y black okay. but then something but a that's, bit that's different. an idea so Johnny any other news this week? there are a few little nuggets of news that came out this week in addition to the awards we have Sheridan Smith just been announced as the narrator in the upcoming production of Joseph at the Palladium which is quite an interesting casting choice I think um, yeah. been mixed, re- mixed reviews on Twitter for this some people thinking actually it's too much of a big thing for someone like Sheridan Smith other people are absolutely loving it so I mean she's got a huge fan base I do think it will help sell tickets but it's an interesting one mm. yeah I mean I love Sheridan and I think she will be brilliant I think they could kind of help her by perhaps giving her an option of, of uh, you know doing seven shows a week maybe and, and giving you know just to take just the pressure to take off it's a big the show it's yeah. a big thing and what about uh, the theatre cafe they're um, expanding they are well, so much so that they're actually the moving the back of the waitress 
products. You yeah, know, all those selling. cakes. Yeah. They need more room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they are on the way to St. Martin's Lane. They're moving. So they're leaving Shaftesbury Avenue, their, their current home, and setting up a bigger theatre cafe on oh, St. Martin's Lane, which I think, I believe, will give them a bit more opportunity to do things like performances, yeah. bigger spaces yeah. for that. So, so I think it'll be great. Oh, I, I love the theatre cafe, and I yeah. think it's such a good thing for the industry and for people to go down and talk about things and, and hang out. I think it's great. I love it. And it'll be in a, a nice part of London for getting to on the tube but being close to all the theatre. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? As you're yeah. coming in, you can go for your, your waitress cakes and whatever else. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast for TV fans by TV fans. Dedicated to everything on the box that's both on and in demand. On my Sky Planner, you will see things like wheeler dealers, the world's most luxurious airliners. That's a good mix. <laughs> Jeffers, what should we be keeping an eye on? We've got cold feet returning. The trailer looks very interesting. It's James Nesbitt and co. It's really worked, this comeback for ITV. Ready for your Tuesday morning commute. Series linked with me, Emma Bullymore and Mark Jeffries. Acting up with Jamie Crick, Kerry Ellis and Johnny Bunyan. Yes, your theatre week. And Johnny, you were talking to Benji Hay earlier on about what's on stage. But also, of course, there is a whole marketing role that all theatre shows need to sell it. And you caught up with him about that. Marketing is a fundamental role, as Jamie just said. He works for JHI Marketing, one of the leading West End marketing agencies. So I began by asking him exactly what his role entails. So I'm a marketing manager and I look after um, kind of the branding of a show. So when a show comes to me, I kind of oversee what the show is going to look like to the public, how we're going to price it, where it fits within the market and what kind of genre it fits in. Obviously, these kind of come with what the play or musical may be. So if it's a comedy, it automatically fits into the comedy. But is it for children? Is it for adults? Is it farce? Is it fun is it you know a, a spoof of a tv show so we kind of look at that and we kind of bring it all together and use what we've had before or and see if what's worked but also look at what can be fresh and new within the industry to make sure that the show i suppose is seen as what it's going to be sold as the audience that go and see a show they have the opportunity to see advertisements in all different sorts of places talk me through the different elements that you have to sort of pull together to advertise a show yeah so there's lots of different um, areas in which you advertise so obviously you have your standard poster and print which goes up in the venues and it can be distributed around coffee shops or within other venues um, depending if you're for example if you're in a NIMAX house which is one of the theatre owners you'll be in all of their houses because they support each other type thing then there's also outdoor so bus sides escalator panels in the underground or train cards like the ones that you see usually by the doors as you exit down to digital so that includes social media which obviously is huge now and we've seen a shift even from the likes of social media so we kind of used to all put our money onto facebook and now it's on then it kind of went onto twitter and, and facebook and now it's primarily for a lot of my clients it's with instagram because that seems to be where the people have shifted to to see things but then digital we also you know adverts for example in evening standard evening standard online as well as in print it's always the power of hitting them in as many different places as possible and there's that whole thing about the power of three so when you've seen it three times you've usually click into what it might be and then if it is a big musical you obviously advertise on radio or you advertise on tv and you can use songs from the musicals 
and it's just giving them a net, the potential audience member an element of what they're going to be in for and hopefully what they'll buy. Tell me about the more challenging parts of the job. Obviously, um, I mean, I know from my background in marketing that um, different clients have different needs. How do you kind of balance that? Because often there's a range of different requirements happen often all yeah. at once. I'm quite lucky because I've got very nice clients, but if you were to get a show that possibly isn't doing as well as what it should be doing and, you know, is unfortunately losing money, that's when it becomes quite difficult because you're wanting to do the best for the client but sometimes it just doesn't deliver and that's that's the unfortunate thing and it's it's that's the hard thing you go home and you it hurts a little bit that what you've done hasn't been successful and you, you slightly do blame yourself but sometimes it, it's just the industry also there's that old phrase you can li- kind of lead the horse to water but you yeah. can't really make it drink and, and that is kind Absolutely. of accurate i think that a lot of people do think that marketing is are very much an exact science and actually you do have to do a lot of adapting changing definitely I suppose you've just got to be aware of what's going on outside of the industry as well as within the industry I mean we're one of about five different agencies that are in London um, doing the same job basically so we we all need to talk and we need to look at what we're doing and also support each other and I mean one thing that we all say in our office is that a successful show makes a successful industry so at the moment we're having quite a nice boost in that to be honest in the last two years we've had some really big hitters come over from America or begin roots here like Jamie and things you know them successes make people want to come to, the, to London or come to and see a show and then they might see another one because they've had a good time and it's the whole patting each other on the back essentially is what I'm trying to say uh, finally tell me what your favourite part is of the job what, what is it you enjoy coming in you're incredibly charismatic very chatty very charming yeah. what is it you like about the work here the one element of my job that I absolutely adore and this sounds totally geeky is when you first get a show and you, you know you get a budget and thinking how am I going to spend this money and because <laughs> first of all it's not my money that I'm spending but um, still though you're in charge yeah but thinking how am I going to spend this money and how how am I going to make this a thing so you know you're starting from scratch you, you've literally just got a script and a budget line essentially and then you're creating something from that and you know you then start doing the initial visuals and you start looking at different types of print that you might want to do and well, I love print yeah don't get me started on print honestly <laughs> you know and our suppliers they, they think I'm mad because I keep asking for different types of print that's myself that's what I did for my wedding invites yeah. honestly about four different rounds before I was happy with it my <laughs> husband was like what the hell are you doing in terms of the team as say you do get the impression even from the outside that you as a team are uh, people that not just work together but also get on really well yeah. what is it about that environment that you like well, I mean, we had a business manager come in and say that we shouldn't call ourselves a family, but we 100% act and are a family. But that's big, not that we you know, have our bickering moments and things, which I suppose we do a little bit, but we're, we're not... Well, that sounds ridiculous. But, that's normal, though. Yeah, but um, we're there for each other completely. And also we actually enjoy spending time with each other. And we all have the same passion, which is theatre. And, that, and live events, and that's the reason why we're in this industry and why we're doing this job. And, you know, last night, a couple of the guys went to see Waitress. It's not one of our shows. They just really wanted to see the show, and they want to see it together. I live with one of my colleagues as well. We're that kind of family environment. And I think that shows when we get clients coming in as well, and they see that we all kind of collaborate and we're all on the same wavelength, basically. 
It's acting up your weekly theatre guide to what's going on backstage there with Johnny, on stage, obviously, with Matt earlier on. And uh, what about things that have happened in the theatre that a little bit strange, shall we say, stranger things have happened to Joe Allens. And I caught up with Cathy and Josephine from the team there to get their view. Yes, no, we were discussing the uh, the fact that some of the audiences can behave quite badly in the West End, apparently. Yes. Very good. A friend of mine works front of house. I won't say where. <laughs> But a lot of hen parties go. They are very drunk. And he said that recently two separate women vomited into their handbags. No. On the same night? On the same oh, night. Oh, how lovely. Oh well, at least that's quite decorous, isn't it? You open your handbag and you go and you shut it and you carry on. I mean, it could have been worse. Yes, there is another show, again, which shall remain nameless, <laughs> apparently where the audience fights because they're telling each other to shush and it all escalates. And it breaks out into a it fight. On, on a regular basis? On a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> this is, honestly, you don't think of the West End like this, do you? You think of it as people going to the theatre and enjoying the show and not going for a fight or indeed to get drunk. I thought we were a great nation of tutters and sort of like silent seethers. Yes, so but I think actually... tanked up tutting ah, is not see. a good no. thing. Tanked up, there we are. That's <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't ban alcohol in it because it's nice to have a drink here. I think also uh-huh. the theatres need the money, don't they? I mean, poor darlings, they've got this kind of ferociously... Oh, uh... yes, what the bar makes is, is very nice for the theatre, not for the actual and key, show. And key, though, is what I'm trying to... So it's key, isn't it, for the upkeep of the theatre for them to go on you because there was one point and I could be wrong on this but they're not thinking about trying to move the opening times through to seven o'clock yes, then that yeah. was going to cause a lot of losing of this so obviously fighting better fighting better yeah, fabulous yeah. I'll have to find out afterwards where these shows are well it's funny to be in here at the moment with everything being laid up and so on mm. there's no you know can I just say that my bugbear we went to see come oh, from away did. oh yes wonderful the man next to me texted almost all the way through no, see, it I would have told him to stop doing yes, well i was very surprised she didn't uh, and i normally would i'm mrs feisty but because i was sitting right next to him and our elbows were touching i didn't want the unpleasantness of having that negative <laughs> energy ruining my show so i just put my hand up to cover the light and and left him to it but really really you see, there's the english reaction isn't it you were tutting weren't you you were tutting and seething I, I actually i have been to a um I like a big sort of one of those nights where they take all the, the- uh, all the cinemas over and they showcase a film. And it was James Bond oh. a few years ago. And somebody's phone went. And you know when people scrabble about in yeah, a handbag yeah. to find the phone and just embarrassed. To embarrassed to yeah. She took the phone out and went, hello, <laughs> hello, I'm at James Bond at the moment. And you could feel the whole audience wanting to go, put the phone down. <laughs> but did they? Or were they, did they just tut and no, seethe? No, of course they tut, yeah. This is the UK. Yeah, tut, exactly. tut, tut. Tutting and seethe. There, there is an American actor. Was it Dustin Hoffman? I'm not sure. Look! <laughs> oh, oh, my you. goodness! You. You, is she going to will answer she take it? The call? Yes, will she? <laughs> no, no. I can, oh, no, they're not. Right, it's now going on silent. Oh, that is so funny. You did that deliberately, didn't I tutted you? and seeds. I tutted and seeds. Kathy <laughs> called me to make a point. It's Acting Up with me, Kerry Ellis, Jamie Crick and Johnny Bunyan. And Johnny, you've been out and about, but with a bit of a difference this week. I have indeed. So this week is a little bit different from my people's vote because as the Watson Stage Awards were on Sunday and we have the Olivier Awards nominations out, I thought it'd be nice to just take the streets and talk to anybody uh, about shows in general, what shows they've seen recently, what they loved, a mixed bag. So before we get into that, I uh, 
loitered outside the uh, London Palladium and bumped into a lovely lady who's a bit of a wicked obsessive and she was stood there waiting to see a big Broadway star. Well, here's what happened. What do I think about Wicked? It's yeah. just the best thing ever and I love Kristen Chenoweth. She's literally in that building. Is she? I the think so page, and I'm literally think. like She's so... We just saw Elaine Page oh around the front. Oh my God. Kristen Chenoweth. Right there, Kristen Chenoweth. There she is, the legend. Just walked past. Oh my god, how funny. She's going to faint now. Just, she's going to faint. <laughs> that is a surreal moment. So just Chris and Jennifer has just walked past us. She's just gone inside right there. I can't believe it just happened. She's, she's going to faint. She's going to faint. We just There you go. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, that was so weird. Just, you can't stop that. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you. you. What, did you what have you seen? What was the last thing you saw? Go on, give it to me. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Tell me what you thought of it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Any, any favourite moments? The genie. The genie? Yeah, he was really good. Great. So what have you seen recently? Um, everyone's talking about Jamie. Okay, and what did you make of it? Um, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Amazing. Best musical I've seen. How many times have you seen it? Just once, but I hope to go again. And it, as, as you're walking down the street, you're listening to the score? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So I've seen the, A Woman in Black. Okay, and what did you think of it? I really love that. Yeah. I really impressive about their acting. It was just two people um, inside that... Um, what is that? <laughs> Stage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. I wasn't really like it. Yeah. So what was the last thing you saw? Uh, Lion King. And what did you think of it? Um, it was really good, really interesting. Uh, what was it about the show that you enjoyed? Um, how realistic the characters looked. Johnny Bunyan there with the People's Vote uh, with a bit of a difference because with all these shows that were awarded at the What's On Stage Awards, he's been wandering up and down Shaftesbury Avenue. Uh, good afternoon, sir. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Why are, you, why are you waving that microphone at people? Um, and, uh, no, didn't get arrested, uh, but, but indeed... You sound, uh, you sound about, sad about that. But anyway, anyway. I just think it'd be great. It'd be so interesting. You say, uh, excuse me, what do you think of the show? I'm afraid I'm going to have to arrest you. For... But that means I'd have to phone in from prison each week. Exactly. Could yeah. be an interesting mix to the, uh, to the show. Anyway, this, what, what imaginations we have, you see. And um, so, uh, final words... Um, Johnny. Do you know what? I just have to make this clear to the listeners that I did something this week which I've never done before. I managed to do a bit of DIY. Ooh. I built a coffee table. Did you? Yeah. You so really? just, I went, we went to Kia because we needed a new coffee table and we saw one. I was like, great. But you know with the Kia, you've got to buy it in bits. Mm. Well, guess what? This isn't even buying it in bits. This is like upcycling. So Kia started doing, they go, go and get that bit, go and get that bit. But they don't give you the screws and they don't tell you how to do it. You've just got to do it yourself. No Allen keys anymore. No, it's no. Allen. Wow. So they still do that, but they do this. And yeah, it's basically a nice bit of, bit of wood, bit of black wood at the top as a surface. These, imagine little crates, <laughs> little boxes. So imagine like a, a wooden crate that yeah. goes underneath each end, bit of storage, and then you just put wheels in the bottom. I love screws that. here, screw off you go. Very Couldn't believe really it. So I'm very proud of myself for that. Do you know, I, love, I love Johnny's update on his you know, family week. What yeah. have you been doing? What they've been well, eating? I can't, I'm stuff. not a performer, so I can't go. I wasn't yeah. at the stables. Well, next week, of course, you've got the anniversary, so you can tell us about the. Indeed, you know, yeah. One year wedding anniversary this weekend, so very excited yeah. about yeah. that. Oh, so very excited indeed. And you're on stage at the stables in Wavendon this weekend, plus, of course, Calabro and all the other stuff you're doing. Yes, I'm off to, I think it's Halifax um, at the end of the week. And then, yes, the stables, which I'm really excited about on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, then Barnstable, Western Supermare, back up to Scotland. I mean, it's, you know, wow. it's a busy we're, weekend. We're treating ourselves what to company you, you tonight. Jamie Crick? So, a company? Uh, yeah. Oh. So we thought, well, you've got to go and see it again before it closes. Oh, I think it's got it's nine sad. nominations, I believe, as well, for know, OVA, so, yeah. Well, okay, well, let's go and have our theatre week, and we'll see you again <laughs> next week here with Acting Up. Don't forget, you can subscribe right now. Indeed, all you have to do is hit subscribe button on your podcast platform and it means that our lovely episode will wing its way to you every week free of charge I might add automatically there we are and of course you can give us a review 
a five-star review if you choose. <laughs> I mean, we're not telling you how yeah. to vote. You've been very kind so far. So spread that up. And also, just make sure, if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. Yeah. More than merrier. Fabulous. Fabulous. Have a terrific week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Acting Up is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddyneesmedia.com.